Most of us are not living life in the moment, which is causing so much stress and anxiety in the mind and the body. So getting present is really key. Noticing things for what they are rather than what you hope they will be or wish they were mm -hmm. is really the key here. What's happening, everybody? So, podcast is late this week because I just finished recording with my good friend Jason Blau. We talk about his new 30-day blueprint, meditation blueprint. We get into that, so I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm going to try to keep this intro short and sweet so I can actually get this podcast out and into your ears on 12-12, full moon. We talk about that and all kinds of fun things. This is a really fun episode for me. I feel I allowed myself to speak more freely about my weirdness, my woo-woo, and all of the things that really make me me and really make me feel good about who I am and stepping into my ownness, if you will, and owning the fact that sometimes I might say some batshit crazy stuff, but I believe it. And if you don't believe it, that's totally fine as well. Maybe one day you will, maybe one day you won't. But uh, what I've been trying to step into as I get ready to move into 2020 is really being myself, embracing who I am. And if I happen to say things that I think that we are getting a download to our human operating system, then th that's what I think. And that's what comes out of my mouth. And that's who I am. So if you're still listening, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of this process and allowing me to be vulnerable in this way. It is. I'm tremendously grateful for all of it that's happening. So really quick, before we get into this episode, if you are listening to this today on 1212 and the full moon, Tomorrow, on Friday the 13th, I'm teaching a two-hour workshop at Yoga Brain in East Falls called The Heart is a Magnet, and it's all about connecting to higher-level states of emotion within our heart and connecting to our heart, to our mind, to our consciousness, to consciousness to really start creating the life that we've been put on this planet to live. That's tomorrow night, Friday the 13th, Yoga Brain, here in East Falls. On... Saturday, the 21st, I am hosting a holiday photo jam with my good friends at the Philadelphia Yoga Exchange here in Philadelphia, and it's a four-hour photo party, if you will. If you are in the yoga and fitness world and you want to get a couple new photos to be prepared to roll into the new year to represent yourself and your personal brand and your classes and your personal training and all of that stuff then this is the perfect event for you. You can find all the information for that at the philadelphiayogaexchange.com on their website. You can register. It's $75. You get a bunch of great images, and it's a lot of fun. You can check out everything else that is happening with me on my new website, inspirecreatemanifest.com. Also on there, you can find some information about a special program that I'm starting in 2020. In the mid-January, I want to say it's going to start January 20th, and it's a 12-week program called Finding Your Light Within. And it's a transformational coaching program that also incorporates meditation and journaling and really stepping on to the timeline of abundance, prosperity, joy, really whatever life you want to be living. This 12-week program is going to start pushing you into that direction. It's going to create new habits, new patterns, and it's going to open you up to a new version of yourself 
it's going to open you up to the infinite creative being that you are. There is going to be a Zoom call soon. I'm still working out all the information on that where I'm going to go over the whole program. And the first program is only going to be open up to six people. So if you're hearing this and you're like, ah, I want to be part of this program, it's really intense. It is awesome. And it's going to be life changing. Send me a message and I'll give you some information. I'm happy to set up a one-on-one -on -one call with you to let you know what's happening. We are going to jump into this episode with Jason Blau. We're going to talk about his course. We're going to talk about the woo. We're going to talk about the downloads to the human operating system and the full moon and all that good stuff. So kick back, enjoy, and thank you again for being here. I truly appreciate you all. All right. What's happening, everybody? It's 12-12. And... Jason Blau is sitting on my on my floor with me today, and we're actually I'm going to release this later today, so you'll hear this on 12:12. The portals are opening. We're getting weird today, everyone. We're getting weird. I hope you're ready. What's up, Joe? What's up, Jay? Thanks good. for thanks for coming over. Always good to see you. Yeah, you are the first. Well, outside of Kate, the second repeat guest of oh, season two. I feel so honored. Thanks for being back. I'm glad to be back. I always love chatting with you, and I love getting weird, so let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fun to get weird. I, I got my masculine oracle cards out, so we can pick some cards and, and see where that takes us as well. Awesome. Um, have you been sleeping with the full moon energy? Don't know what sleep is. Right, because you've been working hard. I have been working hard. I've been up late and up early and working with somebody across the world, and uh there's a time difference, and so that's been interesting, but at the same time, it's been restless, a lot of restless nights, and I think there's a lot of crazy energy out there right. that we're contending with, so I'm looking forward to sort of moving past this in the next couple of days and getting some rest. Right, but then we're like right on the smack of holidays and then the new year, and I don't think you're going to sleep until 2020. Well, then 2020 can't come soon enough, but I'm excited. There's a lot going on right now. I love this time of year. Being amongst friends and family is always fun and uh, gives us an opportunity to reflect on what we've done and uh, make some promises to ourselves to set some great intentions for what's next. Right. Like which what, is what I'm most excited about. Like, like what are you letting go of? <laughs> that is the biggest question right now for a lot of us and for me. Uh, letting go is part of the uh, biggest process in moving forward. So it'll be interesting to see if I can actually do what it is that I'm committing to, which is letting go of things like fear and worry and concern. Oh, you want to let them go? Really? Yeah. <laughs> they are out of here. They are not moving with me. We are no longer friends, me and fear. We are parting ways here you punched in 2019. It right in the face. Yeah, a little kundalini punch in the face to fear. And so uh, we're going to move forward. So we it's will. It's me, not you, fear. Let's be friends. Yeah, there you go. I mean, fear is a good thing, but we can't let the fear stop us or, you know, get in our mind. And what I've been coming, what I've been realizing is all of, we make it all up. We, we make all of this up. My, the, the Soberish podcast that I'm addicted to this week's episode, I made a little meme kind of out of one of the things she said, and I'm, I'm opening it up so I can read it so I don't mess it up. But as soon as I heard it, I'm like, oh, man, that is so spot on. Like, it is just spot on. So she was talking about all kinds of downloads that she got. This is Jessa Reed I'm talking about for everyone that's listening. Jay knows because I'm now a super Jessa Reed fangirl. Anyway, 
and one of her, you know, little rants on, on her podcast this week, she said, stop looking outside of yourself for why this is happening. It's happening because you wrote it. That's powerful. Right? Yeah, that's really awesome too. When I think about some of the work that I've done over the last couple of years, I love some of the statistics around our minds and how many thoughts we have. And it's staggering. There's something like 60 to 80,000 thoughts each day in the mind Mm -hmm. uh, of which 1% are conscious. So if you think about that and do the math, which, well, you don't have to be a mathematician to realize that 99% of our thoughts are unconscious. They're running beneath the surface. So that's really challenging, especially when you think about how many are negative. So this negative uh, pattern and mindset is dictating the way in which we actually experience things. And so getting conscious is really, really important because if you're not changing the way you think, you're going to continue experiencing all the things that you don't want. And um, you know that's, I think, what this practice of meditation and other practices of self-reflection are all about, is slowing down long enough to notice what's going on in the mind. It's a starting point for change and mm-hmm. for shifting. Yeah. So <clears throat> I asked Jay to be on because Jay has been working so hard on developing uh, a meditation course, yeah, the meditation blueprint. There it is. There it is. The out meditation on the, blueprint on the waves of the internet now. Right, it's out. It's live. People it's can live. people yeah. can sign up. People can join the the meditation party. Yeah. Um, where can they find it? Yeah. So here's the deal. I have been spending the last couple of years meditating and working with people privately and in classes and workshops, uh, teaching meditation, how to use the practice of meditation in their daily lives. The challenge is apparently people are busy. Not really Super sure. busy. The time. Not, we don't have time. I'm not sure what they're doing. <laughs> you know, most of them are probably thinking about things that won't happen and wasting time and energy uh, in fear like myself. But um, what I've really tried to do was create a course, an online course uh, that will basically be able to meet people where they are at home. They'll be able to access this thing online. I created a 30-day challenge called the Meditation Blueprint. The whole idea is that this is a step-by-step guide to beginning and setting up your own daily meditation routine. As you know, the practice of meditation will change your life, but the hardest part is getting started and trying to figure out exactly what am I supposed to be doing here. So this will literally give you tools each day. You're gonna get an email from me. It's gonna give you an instructional video and a guided meditation. Also accompanying with that will be a worksheet so you can dive a little bit deeper into what's going on in the mind and in the body and really start to explore the things that you want in your life And as we just said, if you start to think and explore what what you want, you'll start to bring those things into your life. I'm excited about it. Uh, It's been a lot of work and uh, time and energy put into developing something that is accessible to most people. I think meditation, the connotation of meditation is still a little, you know, iffy at times. What it is, what it isn't, we could talk about that. But this is really a simple program where you can learn things like breathing exercises, like real tools that you can use to calm down and de-stress, bring yourself back into the moment rather than into the unchangeable past or the uncertain future, right? Like how do I really start to focus in and um, become aware of what's happening in the mind? And so I'm excited. You can sign up now. You can go to the website, which is uh, blueprint.mymeditation.coach. I'm sure you'll link everything uh, in, in the, the show notes. notes, yep, yep, yep. And the idea is that you have three weeks now to sign up. The challenge begins on December 30th. Everybody's going to go into the challenge at the same time. There will be private Facebook groups that enable people to communicate, hold space, and support each other on this little journey inwards. 
And um, right now, all your listeners can go to that website, which is blueprint.mymeditation.coach and receive 25% off, which is really cool. Uh, look at that for all of you special yeah. people out there. Definitely check that out and uh, send, up, send me any questions that you might have about the challenge. Um, you'll get a free web class of introduction to meditation and also uh, we'll give you some ideas on how to create or set up your own meditation space. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing, right? Find a space, make it sacred, make it yours. And make it inviting so that you want to come back and practice daily. That's what this thing is about. It's about helping you to build consistency that you need to start reaping the real benefits of meditation. Right. I, I talk to people a, a lot that about once you start, yeah, it it be, it becomes a little addictive. Once you are, are like you get past that space of I can't do it. My mind is always saying all the things and doing all the things, and I don't have the time and all the excuses. Yeah. Once you get past those excuses, and then you start finding that sweet space, and it's like oh, I can't wait to yeah. go sit on my meditation cushion or on my meditation chair or wherever it is, and drop into that space. Yeah. It, I know that is the way it's been for me now i'm just like oh my goodness i can't wait to go sit over there in front of all of my candles and my salt lamps and for some reason i think we as a society have begun to realize that you can't just show up to the gym once and look like you know you can't you can't Hmm. i've tried (laughs) and uh, it hasn't been successful so maybe you have a different experience but you got to put in the work and that's i think where people really get stuck they want the outcome but they're not willing to show up daily to do what it takes to receive the outcome. And the cool thing about meditation is it's a cumulative practice. So if you start and you practice for a few days and then sort of fall off the wagon or you get distracted, those practices that you've done are never lost. It's an introspective practice. So you just pick up exactly where you left off. It's Mm -hmm. sort of like the lazy man's game, which is why I like it. (laughs) Unlike the gym where if you work out for a couple weeks and don't work out, you have to start over again. And uh, meditation is different in that respect, and it's cool because you're right. The mind starts to change, right? Mm-hmm. We are uh, moving into a parasympathetic nervous system. It's the body at rest. It's our natural state. It's how we were born. And so the body is like, whoa, this feels good. Mm-hmm. And that's why it wants more and more and more. I think the challenge is people get sort of overzealous. They're like, yeah, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to meditate for 30 minutes today. And I say, well, it sounds great and you'll probably feel really relaxed, but you have to build into the practice. You start with two or three minutes, as you know, and then the body's going to start to say, well, this feels really good. Let's add a minute, two minutes. You start to build in a little bit of stamina into your practice. And that's where, as you said, you can't stop. That's why meditation really works. You want to slow down, especially kids. You know, we're all in this mindset of go, 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 busy, got to get here, got to get there, never enough time. And the slowing down and pausing just is a reset. Mm-hmm. Just like you would plug your cell phone in or recharge your own battery. Um, meditation gives you that time. And plus, you sleep better. And the reason why is usually when you lay down to sleep, a lot of the energy that you've pen, you know built up all day needs to release. And so you're tossing and turning and having this rest, restless sleep. When you meditate uh, in the morning or at night, doesn't matter. You actually have a chance to rest and let some of that energy go so that when you sleep, you're actually well sleeping, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I've found with my own practice is I notice the world around me more. I notice the synchronicities that are around me. And I'm just more present in the moment because my I'm not all over the place. 
it, it mm-hmm. just brings me back to more of a sense of awareness of everything that's happening right now. And in that space, I notice the people that are showing up and the signs and the signals uh, that were probably around me my whole life. Always. But I just Didn't wasn't there yeah. enough to see them because I was in that typical Groundhog Day doing the same thing over Cycle and over, over again. And, over again. And, and just in that, that pattern of unconsciousness. Yeah. But now it's like everywhere I look, <laughs> I feel as if I'm in the right place at the right time and everything is happening in like just that divine timing. Stella, Stella's on on this episode of the podcast as well. And because we're sitting on the floor, she's being very pushy with Jason right now and really trying, trying to get some, some extra love from us. Um, So if you hear Stella, that's just Stella. Yeah. I think uh, what you're saying is really spot on. Something about meditation, it almost gives you like rose-colored glasses where everything was gray. It sort of adds this fine-tuning or this color to life. I mean, life is about living. And most of us are not living life in the moment, which is causing so much stress and anxiety in the mind and the body. So getting present is really key. Noticing things for what they are rather than what you hope they will be or wish they were Mm -hmm. is really the key here. And I think that is what really helps to cultivate this idea of happiness and peace. You're not so attached to things happening or you know, you have a desire, but you're willing to let it unfold. And then you get to see things as signs helping you to sort of realign on the path of what it is that you want, right. which is really cool. It's like a, a more in-tuned internal yeah. GPS system. Ooh, I like that. That we tap in. That just came to me. Because because I meditate. Nah, I'm joking. No, no, but that really did just. I I feel like I'm in this weird smart ass space. Maybe it's the twelve twelve and the moon. Should we talk about the full moon? Yeah, let's talk about the the last one. Apparently, it is the last one of the decade. Decade. Right. It's so interesting when you know we get to these decades, like the end of the decade, and it's like it's the end of the decade. It seems Mm. so. Now what? Final. Right. Do you it's, remember Y2K? I do. Like I everything do. was going to implode. Uh, I think the everything was just everything going to was stop. shutting down. I mean, we were preparing. I think I was pulling money out of the bank and putting it underneath my pillow, and um, we survived that. We did. Same in 2012, when the Mayan calendar was ending. Oh, right. And no one knew what was going to happen. That came and went. Because is it going to be be the end of the world? But really, I feel, though, in in 2012, there was a death. There was like this this letting go um, and, for lack of a better word, an upgrade to our human operating system that I've been talking about a lot. And people are probably like, what are you saying, man? I love that uh, analogy of the operating system. It makes so much sense when you think about it, especially when you think about the subconscious mind and the auto programming, it's everything running in the background. It's all the experiences, all the things that we've, you know, been through in our lives are dictating how we're moving through. And so uh, we do need an upgrade. Uh, I've heard the term uh, universe or universal down Download at times in which you get while you're meditating mm-hmm. and this sometimes can be scary like whoa like I don't want to be messed up right but at the same time it's it's additional information that we're ready to receive mm-hmm. and uh, I know on my Mac a lot it says you know hey this upgrade is available and I always like to say remind me tomorrow yeah right and I'm constantly doing that like always remind me tomorrow remind me tomorrow but at one point you get 
enough time and space, and you're like, all right, it's time for the upgrade. And you're like, whoa, why haven't I done this sooner? Mm-hmm. Like these features are really good. Like how do they know I needed these things now? And so um, this is a time to pause and to reflect. The idea of the full moon, as you know, and you've been talking about in all of your mediums is uh, letting go, releasing, releasing things that don't serve you. And I think this is a cool thing at the end of the decade now to really release not only things that don't didn't serve you this past year, but in years past and um, in even more years beyond that. And gives you an opportunity. This this coming year is all about action, though. Right. We're just, we've got to step into the, the role of what we've been preparing for for the last 10 years or however long you've been preparing. I feel and like for some things, I've been setting them up my whole life. Here we go, right? Right, exactly. It's like I've been on this journey forever for this moment in time. Um, that beautiful Whitney Houston song, This Is what Your One Moment in Time. You're going to sing? I would love to sing that song. (laughs) Um, Funny story about that song. When I played high school football, my coach would play that song before every football game. And when I first heard it, I'm like, really? You're going to play us? You're going to play Whitney Houston before we go out on the field to play? And then as it was playing and he was telling me, he was like, this is your one moment in time. Like, this is what you've practiced for. Like, now you're going to go out. And it was like, I was never so inspired yeah, sure. and thinking that it would come from this, you know, beautiful Whitney Houston song before a football game. Yeah. Like there are times I look back and I'm like, I really think my football coach was a wizard and didn't realize but it. Clearly. Yeah. Um, God rest his soul. Um, but he taught me how to like create a visual, like create a visualization and all of it. And yeah. I like had no clue. And years later, I'm like, oh, wow, he he was my first teacher teaching me all of this. What's fascinating is, and I think about this with my daughter in first grade, uh, Lexi, at six years old. If we started to, and you know, I do as best as I can, giving her some of the tools and things that I wish I had known. But can you imagine if our teachers would have just given us the ideas that we have now acquired, right? Like visualization, right? Getting clear and specific on the things that you want, mm-hmm. uh, letting go of fear or worry, uh, or, you know, some lev- level of other self-limiting beliefs, uh, to get in tune with your mind and your body. What if, if principles were like, Hey, take a pause before you respond or react or like really just a complete perspective shift, like how this world could be so different. Uh, and it's fascinating to look back and see that we were given some of the tools somewhere along the way, but not in the mass doses that maybe most of us would have required to really shift or, or, or change our lives in some way. So yeah, just interesting. It's, it's neat yeah. to look back at those at those moments. So are you doing any full moon ceremony tonight, burning things, that one moment uh, in time. dancing um, around in the dark, or what are you doing? Well, actually, last night I was sitting here. And I pulled a bunch of these gods and titans mm. oracle cards. You love those. I do. I love them. I really feel very connected to them. I'm, I'm happy they came into my life. And I'm seeing this vision of creating my own deck at some time. Um, these are wonderful, but they seem very cartoony, like very comic book superhero-like. Right. Yeah, for and sure. I, I don't know. I have this another vision in my head um, once I find the artist. If you're the artist out there that is hearing that and is resonating with that. Somebody that can draw hit, the hit images me. for your Oracle cards. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I did that and I was getting ready to go up to bed and I'm like, wait a minute, 12, 12, 12, 12 was 12, 12 AM. So if you missed it last night or this morning, however you look at it, you missed it. You didn't miss it, but you know what I mean? But I was sitting, here, I'm like, why not just stay up until midnight and then do a meditation as I, as it actually hits as the 12, 12, 12, 12, 
hits. So that's what I did. I sat on your meditation cushion that you gave me. Uh, I put a blanket over my head. So I was in like a little cocoon. A little cocoon. I set some intentions. I burnt a lot of sage. Mm. Um, And I've been... uh, I've been starting my meditation practice with actually speaking out loud my intentions. Mm. Instead of just writing them down. Like I'll actually like say them yeah because I'm, cool. I'm just it's here it's just me and stella it's not like i have to, anyone to worry about like joe's downstairs talking to himself <laughs> but now everyone knows i was talking to myself and like call i've been trying uh more as well to call in my spirit guides or my aliens or my ascended masters to help and give me the knowledge right. wisdom this is where people push play on your podcasts you mean pause or fast forward? <laughs> or, or pause, sorry. Fast it's all right. You know, I've been, I've been um, really, if, and again, it's from the Soberish podcast. If you're listening to this and you're like, Joe's batshit crazy, to turn it off. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. You know? <laughs> I think it's funny. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of us are, are, are really, I think, resonating with, with what you say. Uh, you call it the woo, the woo-ness, mm-hmm. the woo-woo. Um, I think a fancy way of just saying sort of out there and spacey, but I think that we're all ready for this. Like, it's fun to explore the idea that there's this big, great universal energy that we all can tap into and sort of pull from and... Um, you know, it doesn't sound like, I don't know, normal at sometimes, but it's also fun and uh, pretty cool to, to get involved with. It, it's so much fun. And I think that's why I enjoy it, because I've always felt I've been a bit of a um, weirdo in a way. Like, maybe I don't really fit in. I like to think of myself as being <laughs> part of the land of misfit toys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I remember... Um, one of my favorite quotes is "Not all who wander are lost," mm-hmm. and uh, we're sort of seek. What you know? What's that quote? Whatever we're seeking is seeking us. Like this idea that that um, that this thing is not this thing called life is not really what it appears to be. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um, it's sort of a, a skew on reality. In fact, I would venture to say that it's the ultimate reality, right? You have the ability to create what you want. If you think about the matrix being this ultimate reality. You, you This is life. You're writing it. You're, you're writing you're it. You're writing it. You're writing it with your thoughts. Uh, you're writing it with the vibrations that you create. My mom always says, oh, this is where he, this is where he loses me, the vibration and the energy stuff. But if you think about it, everything is vibration. We, we know how to create vibration. We're either in a low vibrational state where we don't feel good, usually when we have fear and worry and uh, disbelief. If we want to elevate our vibration, we get into a state of mind of happiness and peace and joy and compassion and love, and it elevates the vibration. I think about vibration connecting to the frequency, which is the desire, the things that you want. If the frequency is high, you can't be on a low vibration. You have to elevate to be able to connect to whatever it is that you want. And um, those are the ways in which you can really play and have fun with this idea of manifestation, which I know you are the expert in. (laughs) Coaching folks on how to bring everything they want into their lives, like love and relationships and money. And you've had some cool success and some fun stories with your clients about that. Um, but, you know, I think people think about The Secret, the movie or the book that came out a couple years ago, and they think, like, oh, I can just manifest it. All right. I can blink my eyes like a genie. And I've, I made a vision board, and now it's going to show up. Listen, but, don't knock the vision board. No, okay? I love vision boards. <laughs> but you have to put inspired action 
in. I, so I think this would be great because I wanted to talk about this. The gentleman that has, has been helping you with the with the blueprint. Yes. Tell us that story. All right, I would because love. so Jay, this whole program that Jay has built, there are literally thirty videos there. Right. There's all like all of this back end technology, these websites, right. and outside of hitting record on your video, not to like, what do you really know? Nothing. Exactly. I know nothing. So you made this happen. You manifested this and someone to help you. Yeah. So tell us, tell us about. So I found this idea through something that I did. I took a 30-day challenge to learn how to release a course Mm -hmm. of this nature. And I paid a little bit of money up front. I found that this course had tremendous value and um, I would have paid a couple thousand dollars and I luckily did not have to. And so I get this course, this 30-day course. I waited my time. I jumped into it with probably a couple hundred other people who were learning to do this process the same. And what I did was uh, every day there was an assignment that you had to do and complete, and I did it every day for 30 days, which, by the way, feels so unbelievable. When you commit to something, we did this in your 40-day prosperity meditation. Like When you can complete something every single day, there is real power in that. Mm-hmm. All right? Anyway, so at the end of this program, I was like, all right, I'm ready. Like, I know exactly what to do. I'm really clear on how I want to release it. I created the 30 videos, and in a few days, without sleeping or eating, I recorded these videos each day that will be released. And I thought, well, uh, I have these videos, but how do I edit them? How do I create an area in which to house them? How do people access them? How do I create the website and the marketing and all the other things that go around to like not only just releasing the course but actually getting people to you know fill it or move into it and so i like like most people would say all right well i'll just give it a go I'll like try it myself and so i did i uh started to try putting this stuff together one piece at a time and in the first day i got really stuck and i spent about 17 hours literally 17 hours trying to connect one program to the other and I couldn't figure out the connection. And so I put out on um, one of these closed Facebook groups with other people who are you know, in and around this program, can anybody help me? Just tell me what to do. And I got a message back pretty quickly by somebody uh, out in Morocco, uh, in Casablanca, and he said, just send me $50 via PayPal and give me your username and password. And I'm like, Okay, I've been through this scam before. (laughs) And so I thought to myself, okay, if I'm going to get scammed and somebody's going to steal my stuff, then it's going to happen no matter what. I was pretty tired at that point. So I said, fine. I sent $50 via PayPal and um, gave my username and password to two programs. And lo and behold, about 40 minutes later, this guy sent back a message and he said, it's fixed. And not only that, he recreated some of the work that I had done. I was blown away. I never had seen any anything like that and um, we got to talking and we started to really build a relationship from literally halfway around the world. Turns out that this guy, his name is Mustafa and he's a great friend of mine now because we spent a lot of time talking and chatting. Uh, He and I are living like parallel lives. Mm -hmm. His kids are very similar to the age of Lexi, my daughter. Him and I almost in some ways look alike. And I feel like this is total alignment, right? Like I'm definitely meant to do this because he's been doing the work for basically no money up front. He's 
become a partner in what it is that we're doing. He's gotten a vested interest in this. And every time I start to get fearful and worried, like, is anybody gonna wanna do this? Or is anybody gonna pay for this? Is this really gonna work? I always think if it wasn't going to work, why would the universe have presented this to me in a way that it has? And so it's been fun and exciting to see that A, we're all interconnected, that B, uh, trust is key. You have to trust and love and and share and um, and believe. Right, and you have to take that inspired action. You have to take that and action. Even, like, cause some people I think are like, oh, well, what, like it, this just isn't happening. And you see someone like some random stranger from Morocco says, send me 50 bucks <laughs> yeah. and give me your passwords and I'll do it. And most people would be like, no, I'm gonna stay in this fear-based reality. And they're like, no way am I sending some stranger 50 bucks, not that the 50 bucks is a lot, but the passwords to those two programs yeah. could have could have really backfired. You know, a lot of things could have happened, but what did happen was we have cultivated an unbelievable relationship and we have a shared goal and a shared mission to spread this message across the world, which I think is really cool. Meditation and love and trust translates. Doesn't matter which language you speak or which time zone you're in. I wish he was sort of a little bit closer to us, but I have to get up at 5 a.m. But um, it's been really cool and rewarding. And I feel like had I not had the opportunity to allow for something to come into my life like this, the project wouldn't be as sort of meaningful or worthwhile because mm-hmm. this is part of the story that is the meditation blueprint. And uh, anyway, we'll see how it goes. And I know it's going to be a great success and it will be ongoing and people can really start to um, – to change our lives, to make these shifts and changes, and hopefully are inspired by stories like this. Right, and I, I think you know, and a lot of the what the talk when I say, oh, we're getting an, an upgrade to our human operating system, and and these things happening, sure, like I've been saying, it sounds batshit crazy, whatever, but when you're meditating, it's going to help you be more connected to that love to be more connected to unconditional love and that's what i feel is happening like we're getting this download to our operating system to our humanness so we can experience love more openly so we can be unconditionally loving beings and peaceful beings and move from that space come at me love come at me love (laughs) destroy me if you have to like whatever i'm ready i'm open i'm I'm ready right i'm I'm letting that fear go and i'm moving into the space of unconditional love and whatever that looks like and just being open but the meditation practice my meditation practice has brought me into the sense of grace and ease that I know I'm walking down this path. Yeah, it's and, flow. And old friends may listen to this, which I doubt that they do, would listen and be like, Joe has jumped off the deep end talking yeah. about these but uh, downloads and upgrades. And I'm just like, no, you get, no, but like if you just sit down and breathe, like you're going to connect to what's inside of yeah. you. And that's where all the answers are. Like, it's not outside. It's not in a church. It's not in a synagogue. It's not in a guru. I would venture to say that if you close your eyes, there's nothing really there. I mean, there might be, and I don't want to get too woo-woo either, but like at the same time, you are creating your experiences. So it's, it's all within you already. It's about quieting the noise and allowing yourself to listen inwards. Yeah, to hear. To hear the answers. Right. Right. And I think it's our egos and our level of impatience that closes our eyes and like listens for a moment and doesn't hear quote unquote anything. And so we're like, nah, this ain't working for me. When it takes time, you really have to pause, 
in a way that allows for your mind to settle. And as a result, the things that you need to know come up to the, to the surface. Yeah, so I was doing some, some work on my workshop tomorrow night. If you're in the Philadelphia area and you want to come do some Kundalini yoga with me, you totally can at okay. Yoga Brain in East Falls. Jay will be there. It'll be great. You can say hi. So it's all about the heart and connecting to the heart and higher level states of emotion and awareness. And it was recently discovered, not that many years ago, that our heart has a mini brain in it. Oh, yeah. And when we can connect that brain in our heart to the brain and our, our actual brain, it puts us into the state of tapping into the subconscious where we can then start reprogramming the subconscious and living a more happy, healthy, full life because we're moving in a cohesive space. Some people would actually say that you experience first with the heart and then the mind follows. And I think that's like a really unbelievable way of thinking about this connection. Like your heart experiences what's going on and then the thoughts flood rather than what we think happens, which is we think about what's happening and then the heart responds. Well, right. Well, forever it's been like, oh, well, your heart is just pumping the blood. And she's like, you no. No, don't listen to that. And now science. So this isn't even woo. This is like real, real. science <laughs> saying, oh, right. There are 40,000 cells in the heart that learn, feel and think like that. When yeah. I read that, I'm like, oh, my goodness, like That's my cool. heart is learning and feeling and thinking on its own and then talking to my brain. Well, that's, and that's, it's like syncing those up in a coherent way yeah. that then the heart becomes a magnet, hence yeah. the name of, of the workshop. But our heart is also very magnetic, energetically a magnetic space. And the heart holds so much from the past. And this is the challenge, right? Because when we talk about being conscious or unconscious, so to speak, or working the subconscious mind, Let's say you break up with somebody, you have a, a horrible breakup. Not only are you feeling the emotion on, of the loss of that relationship, but the subconscious mind, so to speak, is sort of what I think about Googling, hey, show me all the other horrible breakups or loss in relationship that I've had. And it brings into the mind and to the subconscious mind that auto programming, all of the thoughts about those times when, mm -hmm. and brings the emotion that was attached to them with you. She's like, why do I feel so horrible? I only dated her him for two weeks. Like, why is it so bad? Well, it's so bad because there's so much emotion and subconscious thinking that comes along with that experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another real reason of going deep in reflection and meditation is so that you can begin to decipher what is real now and what was then. Right. So I love how, how you just explained that because if you take that same idea and flip it from a negative of thinking of the the breakups and that that whole analogy beautiful yeah. and find a positive that happened in your life when you can think of in your life when you absolutely kicked the most ass and you tap into that remembrance that energy and then you use that in a way of what are you going to now bring into your life and it amplifies what you're manifesting because you're connecting to that level of emotion within your heart, totally. which is then allowing you to attract from that higher vibrational state. And again, science, this is science, this is science and the woo. What's, what's fascinating, <laughs> it's, this is actually one of the, 
I think, most inspiring things that I've heard all year long, maybe even all decade, Joe. Hmm. The idea that you can replace, right, by thinking about what it is that you did really well at or exceeded at, you can change the emotion. In fact, there's an amazing movie called Inside Out. Oh, yes. Have I need to watch this? it now, but it's been coming got, up so much. If, 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 if you don't have Disney Plus yet, then and, and I am not sponsored by them, although I'd love to be if you're listening. <laughs> Disney Plus is amazing because you can start to watch all the Disney movies. And having a six-year-old, you don't really need to give an excuse. And um, Inside Out literally is one of the best depictions of how our minds are working and how we can access the different emotional parts of the experience. Right? Because... There's good and bad or positive and negative or happy mm. and sad. Like I don't want to just I don't know, paint sort of a high-level picture. The, There's the a lot of the different yang. times perfect. There's a lot of different emotions. And you know, with kids, we explore really what's beneath happy and sad. But um, there's always a lot of emotion. But for some reason, that negative emotion, the loss, the sadness is what comes to the top. Mm-hmm. But if you could get conscious and say, okay, I'm experiencing loss... I enjoyed being with this person. They provided companionship and comfort and safety and they supported me and created a level of space for me to grow. And I'm, I'm, I'm upset that I've lost that. But at the same time, I've gained so much more. I've gained clarity in what I actually want. I know that in my next relationship, I don't want these attributes, right? Or these things to come up. And here's how I want to show up differently. And you start to think about how when you show up differently, you've gotten what you want. You change the entire experience, and it's empowering, to say the least. It is. I think what has happened in society is when shitty things happen, we get comforted. Like, people are like, oh, man, I'm so Why? sorry. Why do you think that is? Um, well, hold on. I don't want to lose my train of thought. We'll go, we'll go back. <laughs> um, and you know, there's more energy put into that negative thing that happened. But when we kick ass, when we do something amazing, it's like, all right, good job, Jay. And then let's move on to the next thing. And it's like we're taught not to stay and celebrate our successes. Hmm. So that the feeling of emotion of a bad situation is with us longer because people are, give, are feeding into it. They're trying to be supportive, but really you're just feeding into that emotion that's keeping you in that emotion. But when we're kicking ass, it's like, good job. Now keep keep on going keep do, on do, going. do something else and we don't stay in that positive space long enough to really enjoy all of the feelings that we're feeling so we can easily tap back into it so with some of my clients i'll i'll, I'll say what like when was a time in your life that you kicked yeah, ass and crushed it and like people have to like really stop and think about it but if i say tell me about a heartbreak yeah you're like right there you're like oh my goodness let me tell you about this and I think it's because we don't give enough. We don't celebrate our, our successes the way that we should be celebrating. And everything in balance, right? I think you have to give equal uh, airtime. I love this idea. I'm not sure if this actually relates or not, but it's on my mind, so I guess I'll say it. Yeah, say they it. They talk about, <laughs> uh, there's a great saying, it, it's something like, it takes 10,000 hours mm-hmm. to master your craft. And all people see is the last 10 seconds of the race. And it's the mentality or thought process to like, oh, it must have come easy to him 
or he's just a fast runner, right? Like they didn't see you get up and train every day when it was cold and raining. They didn't see the time and the sacrifice that you made in order to master whatever it is that you were trying to do. And then um, I like to say it takes 10,000 hours to master your craft. People see the last 10 seconds of the race, but nobody ever knows what it looks like from the podium looking outwards. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we sort of, you know, high five and, and congratulate and then we move on. And I think maybe there's a part of the ego, like the ego has been associated with being conceited or, you know, pompous. Uh, when the ego is just a part of the mind, mm-hmm. it's the part of the mind that kind of keeps us moving forward. And I think that needs to be in balance as well, right? You can't be too over the top, uh, but at the same time, you need to celebrate the wins. And I think that's some of the space that's being created in the community that you and I play in is that we we are working towards celebrating the wins, mm-hmm. working on uh, uplifting people and spending time like encouraging and supporting and that's where um you take the practice things that we're doing meditation and other spiritual practices off the cushion or the chair and into your real life Mm -hmm. and that's the fun part i guess that's the connection that people i think want to feel yeah i think it's really important and kind of going back uh to what you were talking about like what would it be like if we were taught these things when we were when we were younger like what would it be like if from the time you've came come out of the womb you were told you were an infinite creative being you know my my upbringing in the in the 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 catholics and christian faith was you know you're born in the image and likeness of god and i instantly gravitated to that that like well, if i'm born in the image and likeness of god then guess what i'm god I can do all of those things. But as soon as you say I'm God, people are like, dude, you're fucking crazy. You're not God. That's blasphemy. But it says it in the book. I am born in the image and likeness of God that I am. I have all of that in me. I had a conversation with a religious figure this morning, uh, a little meeting uh, that, that I had. And I brought up the idea that God is within us all. All of us. Which I would... You would, I mean, clearly you agree with, right? (laughs) And I was, I I guess, corrected in some ways. And this religious figure said, well, yes, but really the way it's thought about from from a religious standpoint um, is that we're all surrounded by God. And I guess I can understand and see the point in what he was saying. But at the same time, if we are infinite, creative beings and God is around us, then God must be within us also. So maybe we're both right. And I think it's less about the criteria for what God is and just following what it is that you believe in your heart, which is that we are all interconnected, we are of the same breath, we are one, and um, we are creators of our own lives and our own destiny. We can be whoever we want to be, and we can bring into our lives anything that we desire. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I feel that 100%. And I try not to ever be preachy or like try to evangelize. Is that a right, the right word? Whatever. I try not to like preach the whole idea that, no, no, you're God. I'm God. We're all God. And just allow people to come to it in their own understanding when it's, when it's right for them. But I do, I feel that like we, we're all connected. We are all... I think we get wrapped up in the word God too, and there's many names I think for God, whether it be Spirit, Universe, Krishna, and uh, many others. 
And I think that's where the religious aspect comes into play when that silo of religion is going to describe uh, the characteristics of whatever this is uh, in a way that has a label like God or, or mm-hmm. something on it. I think people are connecting with spirit and universe these days because it's not so intense and they don't feel like they need to go against how they were raised. Right. Right? Like I can believe in religion and I can be spiritual. I can be just spiritual or religious. Like there's not a hard and fast here. Right. It's sort of do as you feel is right, but put your belief in something greater than you. Unless you think that you have complete control over your life, then good luck. Well, right. I mean, ultimately, like, like you know, like the the little quote from the beginning: "We're writing the story. We're we're writing it." So, when you start believing, I think you could begin to come into a space of gaining complete control over your life, whatever that looks like. When though. I say control, I believe in controlling the. The way in which you experience things, but the way that they're unfolding is not in your control, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right. But you have So the opportunities that may be presented from you are out of your control, but the way in which you're responding and reacting and experiencing these things as they come into your life is, is, is yours. And the more you practice, the more you can have a better control and understanding of like, you know, the typically the greatest the greatest lessons we learn come from our biggest failures. Of course. And we'd look and like, oh man, I totally destroyed that in such a bad way. And then I look back and I'm like, ah, but it taught me so much. Like it got me where I am right now. I think that success is defined by the best outcomes. When if you look at people like Michael Jordan or Bill Gates, these people talk more about their failures and their success is a result of the failure, Mm -hmm. right? Like had I not missed 3,000 free throws or had I not had two failed companies, I would have never learned the things that I need to know to become the success that I am. And being able to be in that, that was one of the things that I realized um, in really making tremendous shifts in my own personal life was to be able to stand and say, I failed at that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was not my best in my marriage. I was not the best in my business. I was not the best uh, in my relationships and in my family. And using that as a springboard in moving forward, right? And those aren't the end. Those are the beginning of the new or the next. And it feels really good to be like, you know what? I tried. I thought I was doing it the right way and it didn't work out as planned on to the next. Mm-hmm. It's becoming, it's just trying to not get so stuck in the failure and using it to influence future success. And I think had I not closed down my meditation studio, which I thought was a great idea and an incredible space and 2,000 plus people uh, enjoyed being part of that community. Had he not done that, it wouldn't have presented me with the opportunity to realize that people need to know how to get started in meditation or mm-hmm. how to develop a program around that. And now I can reach more people with what I'm doing rather than being stuck in a local community. So you got to play with these things over time. It's mm-hmm. not easy. It's not easy at all. You have to continue to work it and work it and work it. Forgive yourself, let things go and move on to the next with clarity and specificity.
Yeah, and that's why, surprise, surprise, meditation is so important and and having a practice. So you don't freak out when you fail. Why do you think people aren't meditating? I think it ultimately comes down to the concept of time. And just not... Silly humans that created time. Exactly. And literally not thinking that there's enough time in the day for yourself. Because we put... I think as silly humans, we put everyone in front of ourselves and we want to make sure, I want to make sure that Jason is happy. I want to make sure Stella is happy. And then when you people in my life are happy, then I can start focusing on myself. Yeah, it's interesting. Two things. One, I was listening to an incredible, I listened to Audible because I don't have any time to read. Right. I love Audible. (laughs) So I... I was kidding about the time. I got all the time in the world. I'll create more if I need it, by the way. No, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. No, uh, he will because he's that powerful. <laughs> listening to The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown. Uh-huh. And uh, unfortunately or fortunately, I, I started noticing Brene Brown as a result of the Netflix uh, documentary or whatever she did. And it, it, it just it, it, didn't, it didn't resonate. It didn't connect with me. But somebody said, hey, give this a chance. Give this a try. And so I've been listening to... Um, Brene Brown and some of the things that she says is is really fascinating we talk about the scarcity she talks about the scarcity mindset mm-hmm. and how you know in a way we wake up and the first thing that we think about is oh, I didn't get enough sleep mm-hmm. right and then as you know there's never enough coffee right <laughs> and there's never enough time in the day and then we go to sleep and the last thoughts that we have were that, well, I didn't get enough done. Mm-hmm. And so we're living in this you know, repetitive cycle of, 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 of not enough. And um, we don't want to create an environment where there's even less. And so we try to stick to what it is that we think is working. Right. And it's a complete shift of mindset. If you pause and, re- by the way, there are 1,440 minutes. I've done the math, 1,440 minutes each day. And when you break it down by the minutes, five minutes is not a lot of time. It's like 0.00 something percent. Like mm-hmm. it's not a lot. I was recently on an airplane, and I've said this before, maybe even on the podcast, but I love it and it's incredible. Just to your point about how we want to serve others and make sure that others are taken care of. And as a parent, you really want to do this for your kids always. You want to give and give and give and make sure like I haven't bought myself a pair of sneakers, but my daughter's gotten six over the last couple of months, right? So uh, I was on a plane. I was flying out to Denver to see my identical twin brother over the Thanksgiving break. And I sat a few rows behind the um, stewardess that were doing the little presentation about the masks and the Mm -hmm. inflation devices and all this other fun stuff and so you know you kind of tune out to this over time but there was a um, parents sitting in front of me with their kids and after the presentation the flight attendant went over and looked dead in the face both sets of parents and said and you know she pointed she said your mask first And that resonated with me so well. I was like, whoa, your mask first. You have got to take care of yourself. If you try to save someone else first, you'll both go down with the ship or Mm -hmm. with the the plane in this case. You have to, you know, put your mask on first before you can save others. And that is one of those other mindset shifts. Why am I not taking care of me? If I paused, slowed down, rested, became clear and specific as to the things that I want, think about how much better you would show up for those people that you so desire want to serve. Right. And it's just a simple mind shift 
of of realizing that like you're going to show up more present more in tune with everyone if you are in tune with yeah. yourself yeah. but you have to give yourself that that time uh i was recently on kate brenton's rebirth podcast and the came up from um, a little five-day manifestation group that I was part of um, in the wonderful world of Facebook. And the woman, Alex um, Tripod, who was leading the, the, yeah, the, the event, said, you know, people have this issue with time. And how can I find the time? How can I find the time? And I love this. Take your phone and set an alarm for in the morning yeah. and at sometime in the in the evening or afternoon and as soon as that alarm goes off just take three breaths take three conscious breaths yeah so it's you don't even have, you don't have to sit down you don't have to do anything just the alarm goes off take three conscious breaths let it everything go and then continue on with yeah. your day and just those three breaths it's, yeah, will it's really start great. to change the way that, that we're living and hopefully then you'll start to realize that, oh, right, those three breaths made me feel good. What if I did it for three minutes? What if I did it for five minutes? I got news for you. We're not that busy. No, I know. We're not. We're just not that busy. You know, when you look at the average time spent on Facebook and email and all these other things, I, in the meditation blueprint, little extra plug here, uh, in the first worksheet page, I provided a calendar and it says your normal schedule and I list, I think, 4 a.m. to 11 p.m. And then it says the meditation blueprint schedule. And it gives you an opportunity to write down what your schedule is. So I said, let me try this, right? Let me try to do my own work, put myself here. Literally, the majority of my calendar is free. Mm-hmm. And to just plug it in. And it's about scheduling time for you. Putting yourself in your own calendar, I think, is key, right? Yeah. You don't need to block out a whole hour or even 30 minutes. You block out five minutes. You know, free of interruptions, mm-hmm. free of uh, attachment to the expectations. Like I should be doing this instead. The well, laundry will wait. You know, things will still be there for you. And when you look at this thing over time, you know, delaying something a couple minutes is not going to shift or change your life that dramatically. Right. Exactly. And I think we're we're just the society that celebrates the idea of busy. Like, oh, I'm so you got to stop it. I'm so busy. And we literally, we, we celebrate it instead of being like, well, why are you so busy? What are, you, what are you doing? I love, I don't know if, how the Android phones are, but. I love with, my Android phone. I'm happy you enjoy it. But the Apple phones will now show you, like, I'll get a weekly little boop boop, and it'll show me how many hours. Really? I've you been on my phone. So for wow. all of you apple people out there your phone will tell you how much time you're spending on your phone and then look at it and be like oh wow i spent five hours on my phone this week are you really that busy if you spent five hours on your yeah. phone like what were you scrolling what were you looking at and then like where, where are your values and and can you give yourself five minutes of that five hours? i think it goes back to taking if you want different results you got to do different things yeah right and I think the idea of people are like, what do you mean you awoke? Or what does it mean to be awake? Or, you know, I know you're on this mission to help, you know. Awaken the sleeping souls. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> and, you know, look, there's there's a few types of people in this practice. I sort of split it up in, in, into maybe thirds. Um, the first type of, I would say, person that comes to meditation or practice of spirituality of some sort is when there's some level of trauma or transition. 
you know, that always sort of thrust you into it for whatever that is. That could be, you know, loss, uh, death or something like that, or a change in careers or a relationship that moved in a different direction. Uh, there's also people that I think are um, yearning for something more, right? They're just spiritual in, in their nature. Like they realize that the material possessions aren't what this uh, you know world is about. Um, and then that third is the idea of trying to find out what it is that you're on this earth to do, like find purpose and passion in everything that you do, which I know you do, do a lot of work with, helping people to really discover uh, their authentic self, discover who they are. What are you doing, Stella? So it's really been um, interesting to see how meditation can help influence all of these three buckets of people in a way that kind of brings everybody into this awoken world, right? Being awoke for me or being awakened to um, is to be conscious. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like, really, it just means being present. Can you be present to what is happening around you as it's happening and i heard this beautiful thing that this morning that we'll probably end up i'll expand on probably in a coffee talk sometime it'll come out of my 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 mind uh brendan brashar have you heard of him he's oh, a no. he, he's a coach and uh he put out a wonderful igtv video about the holidays and about presence mm. and that everybody wants to give presents but what in, if instead of giving presents you, you give, give your presence yeah. with everyone that's around. Yeah. I'm like, oh, snap. That is so That is cool. Good. I'm going to use like, that, actually. Right? And that's, I'm going to actually wrap a box, and inside it's going to be like, it's almost like a gift card. It is. Hey, you could spend an hour with me. Right. Uninterrupted time. Exactly. My daughter and I do this cool holiday tradition. I don't really follow one religious thing or another we sort of incorporate and combined and uh, make it our own but we put up a little silver tinsel tree it's not but you know two and a half maybe feet tall and uh, she loves the color purple so we buy purple lights and we make it a gratitude tree mm. so there's only thing that's hanging on it are these little cards with holes in the top punched uh, and the little green sort of ornament uh, hooks and the whole idea behind this is to see really what you've been grateful for in the past. And so every year when we break this thing out, which is a test that I need to do this weekend, uh, just small, it's in the corner. It doesn't celebrate Christmas. There's no Hanukkah flair to it. It's just sort of this gratitude piece. Mm -hmm. In order to receive gifts this year, she'll need to give gifts and to really reflect on what is already enough in her life. And those mindset shifts are huge. And I love the idea of this. You know, when I look back, I was grateful for having the meditation studio. And I still am. It's just different mm -hmm. gratitude. And as you know, when you want to bring things into your life, you could be so happy and grateful for things that you desire and mm -hmm. state them as if you already have them. And just to see how this has worked over the last couple of years has been pretty cool. So I'm excited to see. I can't remember all the things that we've been grateful for in the past. Um, but I do, do know the things that I'm grateful for this year. So I'm ready to uh, get that done with her this weekend. It should be fun. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. And, you know, at, with the full moon and the letting go and the decade and all the things, everyone that's listening, you give yourself a little extra time along with your meditation and write down, like, what are you grateful for? Yeah. You know, like what happened over this, the past 10 years that you are really, you that make you feel blessed? Yeah. And, and look at those things because again, like celebrate your successes, you know, like I, I've been on this kick of like, what are you letting go of? What are you letting go of? Because we should, we need to let go of things. Uh, I use my living room as an example. When I let go of my couch, 
I had this idea to start a meditation group. And now I have this meditation group that comes every Tuesday night and it's great. And I totally feel like these strangers that were complete strangers to me are now my soul tribe. Like these people are supposed to be in yeah, my life. Sure. And that wouldn't have happened. And that couch was cramping your style. The couch was cramping my style. Now Get we just chill, now we just chill on the floor. But it opened, like, in that letting go sure. of this piece of furniture that I've been holding on to for, like, 15 years, it opened up this whole new world. So, like, it's not that, like, I don't know. You got to let go so you can get back. You got to be grateful for what you have. Make space for the abundance to come to you. Yeah, this idea of space for me is so powerful. One, again, going back to the practice of meditation, although breathing is not meditation, it just helps to slow down the heart rate, the nervous system, and then the mind. When you breathe in, your belly actually expands away from your body. We invite in fresh air. Mm -hmm. As we breathe out, the belly floats back towards the body or the spine, helping to push out the stale air, creating space for the new opportunity or the next breath in, right? When I think about intention or desire, or prayer, however you want to think about this. I think about a seed that you would plant mm -hmm. in the ground. One, if you want to plant seeds, you got to do what? First, think about what you want to grow. Uh-huh. All right? And so you go and you get the right seed. And then the seed needs a couple of things. One, it needs space. You got to create space for it to grow, right? If you throw a seed up against the edge of your house, it's not going to grow. Once you create the space for your seed, then you have to cover it with fertile soil, right? And then you have to water it. The water for your seed is always gratitude, right? That's mm -hmm. what helps to really give it the nutrients that it needs. And then you have to provide sunlight. The one way to kill the opportunity for seeds is to take away those things, right? Like put a piece of plywood over, reduce the amount of space and sunlight, your seed won't grow. So you create the conditions around what it is that you want. You need to create the space and you have to give it time. It's patience, which is by the way, a two part game. You gotta be patient, right? And then you have to try to feel content with where you are while you wait. And that's the hard part for most of us. That's mm -hmm. the ego that wants what it wants and it wants it right now. Right. You don't plant a seed, go in for lunch and come back and have a, a garden full of awesomeness, <laughs> right? You have to wait like four months or five months. And even then you don't even know if you're guaranteed the sprout and or when it will happen. But one day with patience, planting it and then letting go, like trusting in the fact that if I've given the environment for it to grow successfully, then it will. Mm -hmm. And that's key in our lives. Like we get so attached. Oh, I want a relationship so bad and I'm on every dating app and I'm, you know, I'm going out to every event and I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. No. State what it is that you desire in the relationship mm -hmm. and then relax. Right. And that's the thing that, you know, this whole, I mean, that's, you said that's so beautiful. Like that is how you manifest. That's how you bring into your life what you want. You have to plant that seed. You have to set the intention. You have to take inspired action, but then there also needs to be time for it to grow and bloom and come yeah. into fruition. And we are, we're just in this world. Of, like, well, I, I I want, didn't happen. I, I, I want it right now. So now it's not going to happen. And then you get to that space of, well, it's not going to happen. Guess what? You just destroyed everything that you've just worked for. Yeah, because the truth of the matter is it hasn't happened yet. Right. But we've attached ourselves to the expectation. Oh, I'm, you know, 40 years old and I thought it would be this way or I thought my bank account would have this much money. Well, give it a little bit more time. Reflect on what action you're putting into making that a reality. 
Right. And stop focusing on the fact that it's not what you want it to be because it's going to continue to be not, not what you, what want, you it want it to be. That's the exact point. And so many people are like, well, how do you let go? How do you let go? It's like you just have to let go and believe. Yeah. And f- when you believe, you shall receive. Absolutely. But if, if you can't and you're constantly like, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? Now you're in that space of when is it going to happen? And you're just... That's it. That's all you're getting is when is it going to happen? The letting go piece is really interesting. It's a topic that comes up all the time in meditation, right? Like people are like, well, what am I letting go of? And like, how do I do it? You're really letting go of the expectation and the attachment to the desired outcome. Mm -hmm. So if you just say, I want to get married, but I'm on no time limit, it will happen for you, right? It's when you say, well, I, I better be married by 35. Right, that's that's where the block comes. I think about letting go too. Is I always like to say, letting go now is really hard, right? But letting go later is even harder. Mm-hmm. And the thing about letting go is like you get to choose. So you either like you know let the energy of the experience flow freely, right? Relax into it, ease, flow with it, or get really stuck and resistant, and you will suffer even greater. Yeah, I just. I don't get, want to suffer. I'm done suffering. Yeah, I'm done suffering. I'm I'm done with all that. Done with the fear. Done with the suffering. Absolutely. I am on the timeline of abundance and love and joy and gratitude and all of it. That's my 2020. 2020, Joe. Here he comes. 2020. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited for the new year. I know a lot of people, the clients that I work with, everybody's really excited. I don't think it has anything to do with the new decade. Um, but I think it has to do with just the rebirth, the renewal. This is all about creation, and uh, that's why I love the idea of the full moon. Right? We have mm-hmm. we all we all have feminine and masculine energy. Masculine energy coming from the sun. The moon is this feminine energy, and feminine energy is about creation and all desire about the creation, and the mother. And right, it's not just about like you know sexuality. It's 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 fertility. I think about like Cocapelli, that little flute playing guy from mm-hmm. you go to the Arizona airport and he's everywhere. That's like let the grass grow let things flourish and i love that idea of like prosperity and abundance and fertility and like greatness and everybody deserves what they want and um we're here on a path to discover what it is that we want and help each other to get to where we want to go ram das we're all just walking each other home we sure are and just be here now yeah for sure um sweet well we can keep rambling on and on and on this was this was absolutely beautiful thanks for uh coming to sit on the floor uh, and talk. And, I might get know. rid of my couch. This is actually a pretty cool environment. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, when I was a much younger man, I would. I literally said, I, I want a living room with no furniture and just like cushions. Here you stuff. go, man. You created the yeah. life that you desire. I did. And I didn't think it would happen. You know, this at this point in my life, I thought it would be like when I was 25. Well, it's like, you know, you're at this point of life. You're like, well, I should really live in a place that has, well, furniture and dishes and things that normal people may want or desire. And and then we think, well, what if we invite people over and they're like, hey, well, where's the couch? Or it's just another set of self-limiting beliefs that is keeping us down in a fear mindset and creating suffering oh yeah and this has been really me making me look at my biggest self-limiting belief and i'm like all right now i have no furniture yeah like i mean granted i have an ikea chair that i sit in uh, but outside of my ikea chair and my meditation cushions there's that's it and i'm like whatever if you're not going to accept me because i don't have a couch then get out get out just get out if you don't like to lay on the floor on cushions then you're no friend of mine yeah if you don't know how to just chill <laughs> and relax get out 
Um, so, Jason, one more time. Where can everyone find the Meditation Blueprint? Yeah, go online. Go to blueprint.mymeditation.coach. All right, you'll find it there, all the information. You can click through. You'll get your free web class. And then if you continue on, it says join the challenge. You can jump into the December 30th group. And uh, there's a 25% discount waiting for you. So we've tried to make it accessible and affordable for everyone. Uh, give me some feedback. If you are looking for something, you have any questions, let me know. You can always reach me through the site. And I uh, hope to connect with you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much, brother, for coming. I Thank appreciate you, you. Appreciate I'm, you. I'm looking forward to all the amazing things we're going to do together. 2020 and, uh, Joe and Jason. Here we go. Here, here we go. Awesome. J squared. Good work. <laughs> J squared. Have a great week, everyone. And check me out on Sunday for Coffee Talk. <laughs>